I'm Grant. And this is Sex Archie. We just announced that Moki is a, a full-time cast member for season three. <gasps> Moki, congratulations! I'm sorry I woke you from your nap at our feet, but congratulations! Let me give you a head scratch. Good girl. That's right. Uh, on the day that the episode we're about to talk about aired, mm-hmm. they, they mentioned that Charles Melton and, and Vanessa Morgan are series regulars for season three yeah and we see how much good that did for josie and kevin's storylines in season two there was like two percent more i i'm happy for their paychecks but i don't know what to make of it honestly tony's had more yeah yeah (laughs) reggie's had nothing (laughs) that's not true in tonight's episode well till now that's right. This is a Riverdale recap podcast, and we are here to talk about Chapter 33, Shadow of a Doubt, by Yolanda E. Lawrence, and directed by Gregory Smith. Yeah! Yeah. Okay, we need you to pause. You have some things to say? We need to pause. About Gregory Smith? Yes, I do. My favorite kind of apple? They're really good in pies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially if you want that pie to play piano. So, if that name sounds familiar... Uh, which it probably doesn't to, like, anyone but me and you, because I introduced you to it. If you watched a show on the WB called Everwood way back when... With Treat Williams and Star-Lord? Yes, it was his, like, the thing that made Chris Pratt. Mm -hmm. He was the person on that show that you really did not think was ever going to have a career, and he was, like, the only one. The girl that played his sister got that uh, revenge show for a few seasons. Yeah, but she's not a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> but so, okay, so there's this WB show called Everwood. Everwood. He played Ephraim Brown, the main one of the main characters in the show, probably like the most main. Him and his dad. The concept of the show was after his mom passed away, the dad had like a single dad crisis mm-hmm. and moved everyone from New York City to. Everard, Colorado, and his dad's a brain surgeon. So they had a world-famous brain surgeon in their pokey little town. Who was just doing family medicine for free, because he's also, like, filthy rich. Yeah. Ephraim had to deal with, like, coming there and being in love with the girl who's in love with the coma boy, who's, like, (laughs) really just liking him, so his dad will do brain surgery on her boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good show. Gregory Smith was also, wasn't he in that Small Soldiers movie? He was. Yeah. He was the boy with the Small Soldiers. Yeah. And now he directs television. Yeah, how about that? He went from acting in a Berlanti company product to directing for several, in fact. Yes, when we looked him up, what he's been doing, it's been a lot of uh, Flash and Arrow and and Legends. Legends, Yeah. uh, All CW shows. (laughs) But now that we're done talking about, uh, what's that, six other TV shows? Maybe. Let's get to this one. Okay. So we start off with this severe weather alert. Yes! Oh my god! We got like five severe weather alerts for thunderstorms during this episode. And of course, our local channel has to do the thing where they like beep and then they mute the sound for like five seconds afterwards. I'm pretty sure that's not going to make the DVD. I don't think that's in the director's cut. 
They can just beep. They don't have to mute the sound. I know a beep should not be in the episode. I don't need, like, muted voices to, like, really get my attention about a thunderstorm. But the the real start, though, of course, is our traditional Jughead narration. Yes. And this narration is happening while uh, we have Archie going door-to-door campaigning for his dad. Really half-ass in it. Very lackadaisical. There's one guy who doesn't even know the name of the lodge he, he intends to vote oh, for. Oh, I'm voting her for Hiram. You mean Hermione, right? Like That is somebody you can easily flip, Archie. He's not trying. Um, well, so the real reason he is doing this, though, is so he can look into the eyes of the men of Riverdale. <laughs> yeah. Which means he's being very sexist and profiling. So you think there's a chance that... The, the person whose eyes he looked into was was a woman of Riverdale? Not really. It's more so I'm thinking... Uh, <laughs> not really? I just want to bust his chops No, for it. it's more so I'm like, you are not equally campaigning for your father here, oh. and the voters are not being properly campaigned to. So he's only quarter-assing it. He's half-assing it with half the population. Yeah. 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 Archie, you're running out of ass. <laughs> So we, we then uh, go over to Betty, mm-hmm. who, who is at home and is just like awkwardly staring at her father at the <laughs> table. Just like Papa. this weird like side glance the whole time. Papa. <laughs> and then uh, she goes into a very, what me as a parent would be concerned about conversation. Yeah. About how, uh, you know, Chick was a test and they survived the test and it's made them stronger and, and they're going to survive what comes next. And I'd be like. The SATs, clearly. Do you want to talk about something else, darling? (laughs) Are Are you you okay? Darling, it's okay if you're gay. It's fine. Are you pregnant, too? We all know Jughead's a beard. It's fine. (laughs) A beard? Yes. Is that another term that I don't know what it means? Like, bear? Apparently. (laughs) What is a beard? Because I'm like, I don't think he could grow a beard. I think he's too baby-faced. A beard is someone that a closeted person will date in order to maintain this facade of heteroness. Why is it called a beard? I don't know. It's from like the 60s. It's an old, old term. Huh. I don't know the etymology. I'm confused. I don't know the etymology. Okay. I don't understand these things. Um, So, over at the uh, lodges, Veronica is doing Archie's makeup to cover up all his bruises. So what if all the super advanced healing we've seen is really just on point makeup? Yeah. They're all just watching YouTube makeup tutorials. Mm-hmm. Penelope is still covered in third degree burn scars, head yeah. to toe. She's, <laughs> she's just really learned the art of like... Um, Blending. And- of, well, I was going to say like, uh, you know, latex prosthetics and stuff mm-hmm. for, for like, she, she just molds her own like neck pieces. Yeah. You want to have a lot of green so that the color uh, uh, cancels out and then you, you get contouring in there. Contouring is magic. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about two totally different, like, makeup things right now, but okay. So, so Veronica is uh, letting him know, though, that the all the mobster families <laughs> have uh, heard about what she did to yeah. Nick St. Clair. All the crime teens are way horny for that. And so uh, five of the most mobsterish families mm-hmm. the- are, are sending their youngest and brightest to court her <laughs> uh, so she can make alliances with their parents and... Uh, or she's kind of like, wait, what? It's it's okay. Every once in a while when somebody does a very good crime, 
they all go into heat. It's it's yeah. t- perfectly normal. It's nature's way. Yeah, um, and I I love that we get a Hunger Games reference here. That she has to welcome the tributes because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, apparently she's going to kill them all off, <laughs> as you do in the mob, except for the one. And then they're only going to get even more wound up. Like, whoa, that was some really good crime. <laughs> Let me send my second child to you. They just start sending dick pics. <laughs> well, that would be really, really awkward because it's like the parents of these people <laughs> that are like organizing this. They're like, here, look at my son's dick. Yeah, yeah. The mafia is a different world. You, you wouldn't and understand. And then it would be like a 50-year-old dude sending a picture <laughs> of his son's junk to a 16-year-old child. Come here, boy. Veronica, you can go after all these people. I'm going to Sears to get that good lighting. God, they probably do set up, like, <laughs> proper lighting and, like, you know, and then Photoshop and shit. What, what if they, like, laid on, like, some velvet? Yes, yes. Yeah. Pre- presentation there. And makeup. They have a makeup artist. Make sure it doesn't glisten too much. No, they like the glistening. <laughs> like the-, the glistening is good. <laughs> Anyways. We're never going to finish this episode. <laughs> We're in the first minute. So, so Hiram's all like, hey, Archie, why are you campaigning for your father? And this like, is no, when you no, learn. no, I'm staring into their eyes. I had already learned this because you kept getting flashbacks to, like in close-ups of their eyeballs. You knew <laughs> yeah. what was going on. This is for people who weren't paying attention. Oh, okay. And uh, Hiram's just like, well, why don't uh, you just, you know, bring back the black circle and Archie's like, no, that was that was pretty dumb. I mean, it's kind of a retread of what I did earlier in the year. I f- my heart isn't really in it. I'm like, okay, well, why don't you talk to my best buddy, the new sheriff? Yeah, we got uh, a deep cut in, in the Archie publication history uh, with this sheriff. Sheriff Minetta. Michael Minetta, whose name is taken from uh, the most recent secret identity of uh, Archie-published superhero, The Hangman. Ah. Michael Mineta was only introduced to readers in the year 2015. Like, this is... That's why I don't know it. Yeah. Well, in comics, Mineta was a hitman who was attacked by the original Hangman, wound up in hell, and Satan, like, explained to him, like, the lineage of the Hangmen, uh, collecting souls deemed unworthy to exist... And then gave him the job. And so now Minetta walks the earth again as the fourth hangman. Well, being a sheriff in Riverdale does sound like hell. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then um, Jughead and Betty are walking to school. And uh, she's like very serious about how mm-hmm, I haven't heard mm-hmm. any word from Chick. And Jughead's like. Pretty cheery, like, how can things get worse? Things can't get any worse. How could it? She's like, well, my dad could be the Black Hood, which he thinks is a joke. But he does agree that would be worse. That would. That would, would be worse. definitely be worse. Yeah. Anyway, it's time to actually go to class for once. Yeah. Uh, so Veronica, however, is still at home. And sitting around the breakfast table is all the, the young men. These incredibly manicured young men. I love that her mom's like, they're paying their respects. I'm like, is she dead? They were all real close with Midge, actually. Yeah. It's very sad. Um, but Veronica's like, I'm late for school. Let's see about meeting tomorrow. Why aren't all of these children in school? What's what's wrong they with them? They pay people to go to school for them. Oh, it's all private tutors with them? No, they like literally pay another child to go to school for them. 
Betty uh, seeks out Cheryl mm-hmm. because Cheryl's the only person that could possibly understand. Right. They formed the little killer dad club. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's like, you know, before before you knew, did you know? You knew, right? Did you have a feeling? Mm-hmm. And she's like, so I think my dad's the Black Hood. And Cheryl's like, mm, I don't know. I've, I've, I've seen him like sneaking around the, you know, bordello of my mom's and he's as stealthy as a marshmallow man. Marshmallows are very quiet. I've never heard one walk in my life. I'm pretty sure she's talking about the Ghostbuster. Yeah, but marshmallows... Very stomp, stomp, stomp. ...are still very quiet. (laughs) But what if it's like an 800-ton marshmallow? Well, then how did it get in Thistle House? Think, Cheryl, please. But she eventually comes around and and she tries to convince uh, her dear cousin to to get to the popo. Betty's like, no, I can't go. I need, like, to be sure. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, if you're going to do that, like, you need, you need proof, you need a confession, and until then, pretend things are normal. And Betty's all like, I don't I don't think he'd hurt me. <laughs> Cheryl's like, you fucker, I didn't think he'd shoot my brother. Like, what? <laughs> I thought you came to me for advice as someone in this position. Let me tell you the position you think you're in. Yeah. So over at the lodges, Mama and Papa are having a debate. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about how they, you know, control the sheriff and they control the register and they need to control the mayor. To finish their tripod of, of corruption. Yes. And the black circle will be the thing to bring down Fred because if he can't control his son, he can't control the town. So, yeah, they're they're bringing it out in plain view, at least for us, the, the viewer, the, the the big plan is to use Archie's crusade to sink his dad. Yes. So Archie is talking to the group of Black Circle people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ke- Kevin is there. Yep. Because he wants to take down the, the guy who made his dad lose his job. Right. And then Moose has a confession. <laughs> uh, and that's that the day of the show... He was having a fight with Mitch. Yes, because he found out that she was seeing someone behind his back... And Archie and Kevin really want to know who. Yeah, because uh, they love that hot goss. And uh, all he knew was that it's a serpent, which makes Reggie fly off the <laughs> fucking handles. And I'm like, you just want a reason to hate on serpents. It has nothing to do with Midge. He punches through a window. He tears the lockers out of the, the wall and, and the bolts fly everywhere. Yeah. Blood starts pouring out of his eyeballs. Yes. He always knew they'd be coming for all women. So meanwhile, Jug is with the serpents, and, and they're having you know, a, a sword and serpent? Sword yeah. and snake? I don't think they know what the game's called anymore. They're having a D&D meetup where they do everything <laughs> but play D&D. Uh, and we learned that the ghoulies... The ghoulies are back in they're, town. They're released, and they want war. Mm-hmm. But then... Their, their war planning meeting is interrupted by Reggie and the group busting in. Uh, and they immediately, like, try to blame things on Sweet Pea, uh, who's like, I didn't freaking know her! Like, what? what? I wasn't in a relationship with her. <laughs> I'm far too tall for her. It would never work. Logistically. <laughs> and then they all, like, try to, like, go after each other. And Jughead and Archie just have to be like, stop! Yeah, a, a, a fight. Shot. A fight nearly breaks out, and then there's this split second shot of the two of them, a, a perfectly mirrored symmetrical shot. Uh, even with the the action 
of Archie and Jughead while there's chaotic bouncing back and forth. It's good. It's a good yeah, shot. It's good. Good job. And that Gregory goes immediately Smith. into the title card. Yes. <laughs> Finally. Yes. Back at uh, the Cooper's household, we are having a uh, breakfast. Betty uh, brings up that, well, you know, Dad, you're really busy, and maybe Mom and I should come work at the register um, and help out, which she thinks is a great idea. Yeah, uh, we, we haven't mentioned it yet, but the big mayoral debate is coming up. Yes. Alice got pegged as moderator. Why? Somehow. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's usually a reporter, but wasn't she fired? <laughs> Does she still work for the Blue and Gold? I guess. As the only adult reporter in this town... <laughs> She got the job, and Hal mentions that, hey, she could report on it, too. And no, she couldn't. Isn't that like a conflict of interest? That's the definition of too close to the story. Like, <laughs> Here are the questions I asked and the things they said. The moderation by Alice Cooper was phenomenal. A story by Alice Cooper. Like, <laughs> you can't do that. No. Over at uh, the trailer, Fangs is... Seeking Jughead for advice and a freakout session mm-hmm. uh, because th- things are looking bad because, you know, he he was found with Midge in the dressing room. Mm-hmm. And, and it's on video. It's on video. And what is implied here is that they were hooking up. Her costume seemed all square. So, like, good job? I don't know. I, yeah. They've been practicing. It's all about, like, oh, this is bad. This makes you look really gu- guilty. The sheriff's office has the footage because Jughead gave it immediately over. Mm-hmm. So this is a problem. As we rack focus to the ceramic snake on on the kitchen counter. Yeah. So Veronica individually meets with uh, her boy toys at Pops. Very rapid fire. Bop, bop, bop. Yes. They, they each have a chance to pitch one business and she shoots them down immediately. My, my favorite is the first guy who wants to open... Uh, a cannery. A cannery in the old maple syrup factory. Why don't you just open a maple syrup factory what? in the maple syrup factory? What do you factory? get a can? What is... How many fish are in this river? Yeah, are, are we talking about, like, a seafood cannery, like, in <laughs> Avonlea? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. And Aunt Hetty will be there. <laughs> One, you know, wants like, oh, we're in, you know, horse racing and we could name a horse after you. She's like, fuck No. I want a boat named after me. No, no, boats. It's boats. plural. She wants boats. Yes. Uh, and the last one's like, well, my family's in casinos. And she, she automatically is like, oh, well, you're rotten. <laughs> and stuff. And like, no, 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 nothing crooked. But Except for the inherent crookedness of casinos. It, yeah. It's the entirely legal kind of crookedness. Yes. Which she very much likes and wants oh, to hear more of. Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, at uh, school, uh, Jughead is finding that the black circle has papered black circles all over the school. Not all over the school, but all over the serpent's lockers. Oh, it's specifically the serpent lockers? Yeah. And uh, Reggie has a future in graphic design. They're very... He made a very good circle. Edgy, very forward-facing. It, there's anger in there. It's an intimidating it's design. An anger circle. Yeah. Circle of anger. <laughs> Yeah, it was Reggie who was behind it. Jughead goes to Archie about it, and we find out that it's not Archie. Um, and Jughead lets him know that, like, yeah, one of the serpents was canoodling with Midge, but he's not a white dude with green eyes, so <laughs> you've looked at the eyes. 
Yeah. Call off the hounds. We're looking for middle-aged men, uh, I think. <laughs> Not a young boy with beautifully unwrinkled skin around his eyes. Who, until this episode, was like entirely Kinsey Six gay by all implication. Yeah, I don't know what happened. That's why I do not buy this. <laughs> I do not buy. I feel like it's some type of like... If he was hooking up with anybody, judging by the uh, body language in the musical episode... It was Kevin! <laughs> there was certainly attempts being made, overtures being played, and not just the overture of Carrie the Musical. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really... I, I wasn't... I don't really know what this is. I mean, he can be, you know, bi. He was... Can. Like, he can be... Right, right. But he was only sending signals in one direction. Yeah. And it wasn't That's midges. what bugs me. Yeah. That's what bugs me. Can we... Like... By the time they're filming episode 31, are they not outlining episode 33? Can some notes be passed? Yeah, that's very, very odd to me. Anyways, Jughead and Archie go to the sheriff's office where Hiram is there with the sheriff. And he's like, oh, yes, this redhead here is uh, the one organizing the safety initiative, and a.k.a. a gang. Temp sheriff is real into this, which is something sheriffs should not be. And then, oh, this is the other one. The problem one. The muckraker. Well, Jughead's like, I would like to talk to you about some footage. He's hoping to get back the documentary footage, which mm -hmm. he does not succeed in. And Hiram is not very happy that Archie is there on his own with Jughead to meet this new sheriff. Even though he was like, you should meet the new sheriff. Yeah, but you should meet the new sheriff on my terms, supervised by me, Hiram Lodge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Veronica and Archie are at Pops with Elliot, the casino boy. Whose face looks like home plate with eyebrows. <laughs> he got one of them Pentagon heads. Uh, and they're talking about how a Sweetwater casino would be nice. And of course, Veronica needs to leave to go to the bathroom. Elliot's like, so, how did you get in with the lodges? And he's like, oh, just my girlfriend. No, 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 my dad said, you are uh, Hiram Scapo, <laughs> that uh, you made bones by killing Papa Poutine, and his son Small Fries is looking for payback. And I couldn't, I don't know what happened in the rest of the scene because my ears were ringing, Small and I started fries. tasting pennies. Why the f What are you doing to me? Yolanda Lawrence, what are you trying to pull here? I just want to know what the whole family is. So we got Papa Poutine. Mm -hmm. We got Small Fry. And his baby sister, Tater Tot. And uh, the, the newborn baby cheese curd. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're twins. And Mama Gravy. Mama Gravy. Uh-huh. I bet she hates that nickname when all the mob wives get together and they call her Mama Gravy behind her back. And then and then there's the the um other sibling named Sweet Potato, but no one really talks about her. No. <laughs> I did also wonder I was like, is there like a some grandma named Big Mac or something? <laughs> like She's American. We don't talk about We her. don't talk about American grandma. Small fries. So yeah, there's a Quebecois crime teen. That it has Archie's number. <laughs> and we're just going to let that drop. That never comes up again the rest of the episode. That's what next week's for, I yeah. guess. Well, I can't wait to meet Small Fry. I want Small Fry to be like Sweet Pea size. <laughs> like, a, I want him to be a freaking lumberjack from Canada. <laughs> like the stereotypical Canadian lumberjack yeah, idea. Yeah. The, the 90s that says a a lot. Yeah. And hooky instead of hockey. <laughs> That's what I want. I want every line of small fries to be repeated in both English and French. 
oh, what if they have another sibling that is like, what's a French potato food? I don't there know. There aren't any. <laughs> what if it's just another sibling called French fries? <laughs> it's so anyways. It'd just be like palm, right? That's French for potato palm. I don't know. Okay. I took French. I don't know. What's ASL for potato? I don't know if I actually learned potato. It's a podcast. You could have faked it. <laughs> I don't like to lie to our audience. Thank sure, you. Sure, sure, sure. So over at the register, Hal and Alice leave to get food. And as soon as they're gone, Betty pulls out a hairpin. And I don't think she needs hairpins in her hair for any of her hairstyles, but she always has one so she can pick a lock. You could just get lock picks. They're, they sell them. You can put them in your purse, Betty. But you can't keep it in your hair. What if you don't have your purse with you? This was not an impromptu thing. This was a plan. But still, like, what if she's separated from her purse and she needs to pick a lock to get out of, like, a situation? What if she's separated from her hair? She probably, like, swallowed one that she can, like, puke up to, like, pick something. Uh, but yeah, so she picks the drawer on the desk and uh, gets Hal's planner, which she photocopies. And then she cross-references it all, all the dates with when Black Hood killings and shootings and stuff happened. And they all match up. Yeah, she finds that his time entry is always something that would not have... Uh, someone to corroborate with an alibi. Yeah. It was always an excuse to be out somewhere. And uh, she's telling all this to Cheryl. And while they're, while they're together, the phone rings at the register, which I think is very funny that she's going through all this at the register when I'm like, your parents could just come back. <laughs> but okay. Yeah, whatever. Um, so then they, they get a call. From our favorite minor character. Uh, the coroner. The shady, shady coroner. And he's like, Miss Cooper, I have a warm corpse for you. It washed up. So Betty starts doing an Alice impression, which starts strong, but then she loses it. Yeah. She she falls away to just be doing Betty, but kind of low. Yeah. It's a good first effort. I think if she yeah. works at it, she could be a real Madchen Amic impersonator. Yeah. And that's how you get the big bucks. Yeah. Elvis impersonators chump change. So then, then, you know, she tells Cheryl that we're going to the morgue, because that's what you do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, Jughead is filling FP in at Pops on what's going on, that he can't get the footage. Um, you know, they're talking like, Fangs can't run, he'll look guilty. But, you know, if he keeps withholding information, he's gonna look like he is the killer. Mm-hmm. Um, FP's advice is that they gotta hunker down and get ready for the fight. Yeah, because this is just one more spark that could be the thing that lights the powder keg yep. of Riverdale. Yep. An- another Southside kid getting getting locked up for Moida. Yeah. So Archie goes home, uh, and Fred is there with a note that says, Your next sinner, and it was pinned to the door. And none of these alleged Black Hood notes ever look the same. All the things Betty got in the mail were like ballpoint pen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the ones during the musical don't count. We we know that was Ethel, but now this is a completely different look. It, it's like felt tip. It's it's not hard. People can have multiple pens, and it's also not hard to like change handwriting. Yeah. I used to copy people's handwriting all the time. 
but you weren't trying to create an atmosphere of terror. You weren't trying to to make people think you're an unstoppable avatar of justice. You would want people to think it's all the same notes from all the same person. See, this is where I feel like serial killers and murderers and people wanting, like, ransoms and stuff go wrong. Is that if they make their notes all look the same... You're just handing over evidence where they can, like, really attach you to stuff. We're trying to build a brand here in 2018. That's really all it's about. No, you need to be smart. You need to be smart. You need to use different pens. You need to use different types of papers. You need to do different types of handwriting, different pressure, different size, different slants. I think the smart thing in today's atmosphere is to get a logo. Get something that really speaks to your values and communicates without a word what you stand for in the marketplace. Like a black circle. Yes. Yeah. Reggie's got it down. Yeah. But then, you know, you have printer history that connects you to printing it. Mm, that's how they get you. You gotta enter like a passcode and shit. So if anybody wants to hire my wife to kill somebody. <laughs> this is probably really incriminating. We're on Fiverr, <laughs> I think, for murders. <laughs> this leads to a big... A uh, meeting of everyone at Fred's. The sheriff's there. Uh, the lodges. The lodges are there. Alice, I think, was there. Because this is a meeting about the upcoming debate. Yes. The sheriff and the lodges are like, oh, we gotta cancel it. We're gonna cancel it. And Fred's like, no, we gotta show the town we're not scared. They need to be reassured. Fred will not be cowed by terrorism. Nope. So over at the morgue, the coroner is like, well, you You've suddenly de-aged a lot, Miss Cooper. <laughs> no, he's he's really like, who, who the fuck are you? But I'm still going to show you this dead body because you gave me money. Yeah, yeah. So they unzip and it is not Chick. Though it took me a good minute to realize it wasn't because that was, that was a very odd, like... Yeah, they, they shoot him from below the chin and we've never seen Chick Cooper from that angle. Yeah, and he was very, like, pale, like I, Chick Cooper is. Yeah, and I, it was, I don't know what his uh, non-Euclidean cheekbones look like from that angle. Yeah, so everyone was kind of like, wait, is that is that him? But it's no, not no, him. No, it's not him. Not him. Betty rushes out and Cheryl goes to to comfort her and talk to her. On the steps. Um, at then, the morgue. Yes. And and Betty's talking about how she's a murderer, that she handed Chick over. And, you know, if if he's still out there, if he's dead, she doesn't know, but she's a part of this. And Cheryl's like, you didn't do anything wrong. And I'm like, well. And she does make the point that if Chick is dead, it's because a murderer killed him. A psycho, yeah. Yeah. But you did still hand him over. Yeah. Ah. But Cheryl gives her dearest second cousin some advice mm -hmm. that seems like good advice, but it also seems like the thing that would cause the maximum amount of chaos, because that's my girl. Yeah. Uh, to just say as much of the truth as you possibly can right out in the open. To your dad and see how he re reacts. Betty decides to act out this plan, and she's like, I have something to confess. I have a truth to tell. I have a truth. A truth to tell. How many things are we going to talk about outside of the show today? I, th I think Road to Avonlea is probably the most niche thing. Everyone should read August Osage County. Hey, if you like the show, then you love incest. So August Osage County. It's right up your alley. <laughs> it is. Dysfunctional family? Mm-hmm. Eat the fish, bitch? From the cannery. From the cannery. <laughs> 
she she tells them about how back when the Black Hood first started, he was calling her, asking her to do stuff, and um, Black Hood said he could get he could get rid of Chick, and she delivered him mm-hmm. to him, and that if he's dead, she's an accomplice to murder. And, and she's I like, think I'm okay with that. <laughs> And then she goes on about how there's a darkness inside her, and the Black Hood helped her understand it. And Alice is just like, uh... Um, what the fuck are you... I, do we have to kill somebody else now? Jesus Christ, Betty. Like, can't we just, like, be normal for, like, a day? Is it because I didn't get the good fish sticks when you were a kid? I got the <laughs> store brand? Is that where all this came from, Betty? And Hal's like, Betty, I understand. I have the darkness within me, too. When I was away from you guys, I was drowning in it. Betty's just like, oh, fuck, you're the Black Hood. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, you're the Black Hood. I that, get this. That counts as a confession in this town of kangaroo courts. Yeah. So then the next day at school, uh, Tony runs to Jughead to show him that the, the video of Fangs with Midge has been posted it got online. Online from, from the sheriff's office. Because they're the only ones that have it. Right. They have to get Fangs out of there because he's going to get killed. And so so they get meet up with Fangs. Uh, and they grab him. He's like, what's, what's going on? I don't... Bad things are happening. But then, like, the the Reggie and his goons yeah. come. And then on the other side's, like, the sheriff and his goons. And... So, like, he doesn't know the sheriff. But I think he's probably safer with him than with Reggie. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because, like, legally, I mean, you shouldn't do anything to him. Right. One of them has more official channels and isn't a, a rage-filled teen. Yes. Yeah. But he gets tackled by the sheriff. And as he's going down, as the fangs get pulled... A switchblade falls out of his jacket, mm-hmm. his pocket. Dun-dun-dun. And so he is arrested. And the cops rough him up a bit? He's, he's taken away. Meanwhile, over at the lodges, Ver- Veronica's, you know, filling her dad in on about, yeah. like, so casinos, like, we can make this partnership with the casinos. It'll She's be great. prepared a slide presentation, not PowerPoint, old-fashioned photographic slides. Mm-hmm. And Hiram just fucking dismisses her that it makes no sense and we don't have time for this. He, he tells her that they don't want to deal with any of these criminal enterprises, Mm-hmm. The, you know, of course his family's in casinos, but they're all fronts for, for crime. Like, why did you set her up on lunch dates with five crime family teens then? Yeah. Was was this just supposed to be polite? You, you could have told her that yeah. th- these weren't job interviews because that's what she did. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, over at the Andrews household, Archie is with a bat um, mm-hmm. keeping guard. And Fred's like, you don't have to do that. There's a deputy outside. Well, what if he falls asleep? What if, like, the Black Hood sneaks by? Like, no, I I gotta keep guard. And, you know, everything changed when things happened at Pops. There was something broken. I'm trying to put it all back together, and I gotta do this. That's Fred goes Fred... to bed. <laughs> Fred gives him a hug. Yeah. A big hug. And it's like, hug. okay, calm down. I'm going to bed. Over at the White Worm, mm-hmm. Reggie and his now-dubbed War Dogs <laughs> uh, are going there to tear the place up. And they pull down their their hoods, their masks. Yes. Masks to hide their identity. 
and Letterman jackets to do the opposite of that. Yeah. Going to keep you confused, keep you on your toes. You yeah. don't know what's what. What if they wore a Letterman jacket from like a different school? Yeah. But your Greendale kids are fucking up our bikes. I don't even know why. <laughs> so Archie did fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And he gets woken by a call from Jughead, who's like, your fucking dark circle uh, just slashed all our tires and tore the place apart and set stuff on fire. And Archie's like, well, I wasn't there and they're not mine anymore. And whatever. <laughs> um, He's very confused. But then Jughead has to go because attorney McCoy has shown up to meet Jughead. Uh, she's going to be Fang's attorney. Mm-hmm. Taking it on pro bono. Um, and she she rushes in as the sheriff is tearing into Fangs and trying to get him to say he did something he didn't do. Right. Th- this uh, suspect interrogation is centering around the switchblade, uh, which we learn in the next portion of the scene, is what they really have him on, is, yes. is having a, a knife in school. But from the interrogation, it sounds like they're insinuating this is the murder weapon. When I'm like, no, they no. were all inside her already. We saw all like eight murder weapons or more. They they were still I, there. You should have them in evidence bags right now. Yeah. So I don't think that really works. But it's enough to intimidate this poor kid. Yes. So Archie goes and tears into the black circle that they've lost their minds and that the circle's being disbanded. And this is when Reggie lets him know it's not his decision because Archie's not paying them. Hiram is. Oh. And uh, Hiram also suggested they do this and that, you know, he also said, like, you might have started this, but it's my circle now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Archie's being fucking replaced. Yeah. Hiram Lodge likes every teenager better than he likes Archie. Archie hasn't seen a dime. He doesn't even have that car anymore. I bet it wasn't in his name to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Veronica has her own meeting with uh, attorney McCoy. Mm-hmm. Not pro bono. There is a check. Yes, she does pay her. She wants information on starting a casino and doing it properly, not illegally. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like McCoy is very like, who are you? Well, what do you want? It starts with a lot of lobbying, uh, your your city council and also the state legislature, I guess. You gotta- yeah. Uh, Cheryl's at home and she gets a call from Betty and we find out that Betty went through uh, Hal's credit card payments and found out that Hal has been pa- still pay- making payments to the B&B that he stayed at. Uh, the share B&B. Share B&B instead yeah. of Airbnb. Yeah. yeah. It's um, where he keeps his Glamour J eggs. Cheryl's like, oh, a serial killer lair. Please tell me we are breaking in. So they do. They do. With a hairpin. Yep. You know, they find a lot of garbage because Hal can't pick up after himself. And he a family spaghettios out the dang can. <laughs> This boy's life is falling apart. And then Cheryl finds uh, the Nancy Drew cipher book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The one that had the code that was written for her that told her to disrupt the town meeting or else he'd kill people there. Mm-hmm. And right at this moment, uh, Hal calls Betty. And Cheryl's like, don't, don't answer it. Don't do it. Don't. But she answers it. You think he remembers which phone to call from? Like, lollipop, lollipop. Oh, hi, pumpkin. Oh, sorry. Fuck. Hello, pumpkin. <laughs> Trying to remember his voice. <sighs> hey, dad. This isn't your dad's phone. This is the... Oh, so- sorry. Wrong. Sorry. <laughs> I just imagine him doing, like, vocal warm-ups before he calls. <sighs> like, vocal elevators. Like, a 
you know, from high to low, gotta get my voice low. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there it is. There it is. Got it. Got oh. it. Okay. Now I can call. Oh. Old Man River. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Hal is calling, though, because they're heading towards the to the debate. And they're like, well, do you want us to wait for you or do you want to meet there? We'll meet you there. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the debate, uh, Veronica's like, hey, daddy, I found out a way to make the casino happen legally. And he's just like, shut the fuck up. I don't want a casino. (laughs) I never told you to do this. I never said I wanted this. And then the debate happens with Alice running it. I've never been to a local like election debate. It does not look like the fucking 4th of July exploded. Yeah, they're... Also, everyone in town is there. I believe Riverdale is a town that does not get, like, TV reception at all. Nope. The, the, there is no broadband internet to, to stream anything. The only theater is the Bijou, and apparently they close for the day. There's nothing to do but be at this debate. Yeah. This is, this is what their lives revolve around. But I mean, when there's murder going around in the town, wouldn't you want to be at the big name event so you can, like, maybe witness something? I, yeah, I'm glad they're engaged, even the ones that might be rubbernecking in case Fred gets shot. Yeah. Last time I was at a big civic event, they killed a teenager. I can't wait to see how they top it. Or maybe someone will slap someone, or maybe they'll call someone out for being an asshole. What if there's a volcano that erupts? Anything could go down. Who knows? So the first question is, uh, how would you restore safety to the town? So, of course, Hermione uh, immediately says that, uh, you know, Fangs, the murderer of Midge, has been captured by the sheriff that we have handpicked. Which is a thing you can do, I guess. you, you (laughs) You can do that as a mayoral candidate when all you do is just own shit? As a private citizen, you can go recruiting temp sheriffs why why is why, why is can't i a deputy that, that takes the job why can't i do this <laughs> why wasn't it the job of the dude that apparently was in charge of keller who told him to resign yeah <laughs> maybe she meant in an advisory capacity but like you shouldn't like admit that shit i feel like yeah like oh yeah i did some illegal stuff and i'm controlling the town you should vote for me because i'm basically already mayor anyway as soon as we're done here i'm going to mafia style execute the teenager myself <laughs> uh, and then all of our problems will be over vote for hermione yeah basically uh, so Fred's immediately like, we don't know that he did it. Boo. We cannot blame him. Exactly what happened. Fuck facts. Uh, so then Hermione is like, well, Fred, do you know about the Dark Circle? The group of like terrible vigilante causing terror and, and violence and, and vandalism people. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I've never heard of black or circles. Okay. Well, your son started them, so how can you control the town? And then Veronica screams. Not because of the this. No. Uh, I wish really she, killer uh, performance. I mean, Hermione's laying some pipe up there. On I stage. wish she would have screamed just at that out of like frustration of like, shut the shut fuck up, up, mom! <laughs> but no, she screams because the lights are flickering. What's that? A figure moving ahead of the spotlight. It's the, the black hood, and the black hood is up in the balcony with a giant gun. And just starts shooting at the stage. Firing pot shots down. Archie dies to tackle his dad to protect him. Hal is there with Betty. <gasps> That's he right. He is not up in the balcony shooting people. It's probably his twin brother. 
Or Sheriff Keller. <laughs> Mal. Mal Cooper. Yeah. 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 Or La. 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 How backwards. Oh. La. La. <laughs> Gotta La. really get the H on there. <laughs> Yes. That's that's why that's the the Black Hood's uh, uh, ringtone, lollipop. Lollipop, lollipop. Oh, lollipop. But there there's shots going wild. Everyone's diving for cover, and and when we come back from commercial, they're all like regaining composure in the hallways behind the stage. I, I love it when these these maddened assassins hit no one. Yeah. No one at all. Not a single person. So uh, the sheriff's all like, there's a trap door on the roof that's not in the plans. Then how did they build it? Bum, bum, bum. <gasps> but, uh, but that's where the shooter escaped to. And, and yes. now they're they're putting up roadblocks, all, all the things one would do. Yes. And uh, Hiram's like, well, sheriff. Archie has looked the Black Hood in the eyes, so, like, maybe he can tag along to help. And the sheriff's like, yeah, kid, you want to ride along? And I'm like, no, he's 16! He, the sheriff knows who got him the job. He's got to do some favors. Uh, but Archie says, no, I'm going to go home and look after my dad and make sure he doesn't get killed. Yeah. Which Hiram is not pleased about. So, so Jughead and uh, McCoy are at the jail with Fangs. Mm-hmm. Um, He's been held without charge uh, to the point where he needs to be legally released very soon. Yeah, they got like an hour. They got an hour, yeah. When he is released, things are going to be bad because there's a lot of angry mob-like people outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not going to be good. Uh, no, there is a riot going on outside. We, yeah. we see it much more clearly later, but all these people who just got shot at yeah. all drove home and made protest signs. And then showed up at the jail to protest the dude who they think killed people but has been in jail. While so they were nearly she- killed. Yeah. Yes. Because, you know, people make sense. I Some of these signs include drain the south side swamp and don't tread on me. So I'm going to say they're not the most logical people in upstate New York to begin with. Nope. Not a lot of facts in this crowd. At at the Lodge household, uh, Hermione is shaken, trying to drink a drink, but is shaking it all over the place. And that's like her favorite thing to do. She has so much practice drinking drinks. Yeah. Uh, And Veronica's very concerned, and she's like, well, you know, this, this is like a signal of what's to come. Like, you should drop out. This isn't safe. And her Hiram's like, no, no one's dropping out. Uh, this is bigger, and she's going to do it. And mm-hmm. Veronica's just like, fuck you. <laughs> of course, Hiram's like, show me respect. Oh, oh, respect like you showed me when you did this and this and dismissed me. Well, I'm going to do the casino. I have the money. I figured it all out. And then we find out Hiram's like, oh, oh, all that money? That's now in a trust fund that you can't touch till you're 21. The first sensible decision he's made as a parent, but he still did it for evil reasons. Evil reasons, so she can't do anything. Uh, At the Cooper household, Hal and Betty are talking, uh, and she she tells Hal about how she and Cheryl went to the share share B and B. They broke in, and she shows them the book, and is like, "This is what the Black Hood used." Why the fuck do you have this? Like, 
it's your birthday present. Yeah. I found a used copy and I remembered it was your favorite. Happy birthday, daughter. It's this thing you used to like 12 years ago. That's the most dad thing I've ever heard, though. Yeah. I love that. I found it online and I just thought you might like it. Dad, this is... Ten sets of those knives that can open cans. I don't... Ah! I, Remember when your dad got us those Christmas presents? Yeah, the, the strainer baskets. Strainer baskets that do not fit in a pot that we own. And, and it, it came with a sauce mixture mixer. That, that doesn't was, work. Well, it's like battery operated and it terrifies me to like put it in <laughs> sauce. And it also came with knives. But here's the deal. He ordered it from one of those commercials, and he thought he was ordering one, and we got, like, six sets? Yeah, yeah. So everybody got as-seen-on-TV utensils. Yeah. Yeah. He was making it rain. I think that was also the year we got, like, and then he got two bonus, um, like, microwavable pots. Yes. That we've never used. It was was his first year Christmas shopping after the divorce. We have to make some allowances. Yeah, it was. But I was like, wait, how did you end up with six sets? Because he says he didn't pay for six of them. He only paid for one. It was a real good deal. (sighs) Just so many knives. The Black Hood would have really liked it. (laughs) Um, So Jughead rushes in to the trailer and it's like, Fangs is getting out. We gotta be there. And then, and then, and then. It's Joaquin. Joaquin. Joaquin's there. Joaquin is back from San Junipero, the gay paradise of Black Mirror. Joaquin is there to help Fangs get out of town and lie low. And I'm just like, oh God, I need Kevin to see you. <laughs> I just need a smooch. He, yeah, he's there for his human trafficking skills. Uh, so we got a plan to save Fangs. I was not expecting it. I was not. I like they they kept that very secret. Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, Hiram is meeting with Reggie to to you know let him know that uh, Fangs is is being released and that there's nothing they can do short of you know taking justice into their own hands. Heavy wink. And that you know it's just terrible when the guilty walk free. Hiram has spent his entire post prison life practicing, honing his teen boy manipulation skills on Archie. Yeah. So we can finally find someone who, who's really poised to, to do the job. Yeah. Archie uh, was his starter teen. Starter teen? He's moved on. He doesn't want Archie anymore. So over at the Andrews household, Veronica shows up to see Fred uh, mm-hmm. and let him know that uh, she's no longer supporting her family and she is now supporting his run for mayor because, you know, she can vote and shit. So now he's being supported by the sh- the ex-sheriff's son, uh-huh. his opponent's daughter, mm-hmm. not his own son. <laughs> I feel like that could be shifting, maybe, finally. <laughs> okay, maybe. two and a half teens are managing the, the, the Andrews campaign. Yeah, and then it's sex time. This is the only reason people work on campaigns. So they can have sex? Yes. It's yeah. the only thing that makes sense. It certainly isn't to win because I've, even in real life, I've never seen anyone campaign to win. I was just like, it was like, so what was the conversation after that? Well, Mr. Andrews, I need to go bone your son now. So we're <laughs> going to go upstairs. Uh, and I planned this from the start because I put on this really ridiculous lingerie that I cannot pee in. <laughs> 
I'm pretty sure peeing isn't part of their activities. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it was like a full bodysuit under her outfit. She would have had to completely undress to be able to go to the bathroom. She's completely undressing. It's all handled. Well, I hope she didn't need a quick bathroom break before sexy time. No, you always pee after sex. If you learn one thing from Sex Archie the Podcast, always pee after sex. But you can pee beforehand, too. You can, but that's up to you. <laughs> Maybe there was a negotiation. Like, I am willing to offer these services in exchange for this payment. And the payment is that sweet hot dicking. <laughs> sweet hot dicking. Yeah. I love you. I love you too. So meanwhile, Betty's in her room and all I'm thinking is, don't look out your window right now because <laughs> they're doing it right in front of the window. That's right! I, <laughs> I always forget. How many times? How many times has she watched them... <laughs> Practicing their yoga positions. Well, and that time they were like, when that started, they were really right in front of the window. It seems the dog is always downward. (laughs) But Betty's busy looking at the book and the hood that she has. And then she decides to call her dad and has a really strange conversation. It was her tone. Her tone was weird. Yeah, yeah. She is saying, both of them in this conversation are saying the accusation and maybe even the admittance without saying it, right? Yeah. All in her tone, the way she's calling up her dad and setting up a meeting at the town hall where it all began, do you understand? And meanwhile, when he's like, yeah, I'll be there, it, it's a tone that communicates, I know exactly what you're accusing me of, and I'm not even mad about it. Yeah. Which maybe means, because you're right. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. <laughs> so Jughead uh, interrupts post-sex nap time uh, to call Archie and be like, you gotta fucking get to the jail. There's a riot. Uh, your guys are here. I'll and be then- there in just a second. Veronica's in the bathroom. She always pees after sex. <laughs> so Veronica's at the town hall laying everything out along with a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, okay, let's talk. But we don't see how. We don't see him. We don't see him. The fangs is is out of the cell. Jughead's in there, uh, Sweet Pea and Tony, and they're getting ready to leave. You can hear the crowd just trying to burn the sheriff's station down. And of course, they're like, we can't take him out the front. And the sheriff's like, well, there's people around the back. You pick your own poison. It's not my problem if he gets <laughs> killed. Whatever. Like, if this was Keller... He'd be like, okay, door's open. You're now here as long as you want to be voluntarily. Yeah. <laughs> that That's how it goes. Um, and Fangs is just like, I don't want to die, you guys. Like 90 minutes. These people will get bored and go home. Yeah. Just 90 minutes. Just wait till they all have to pee. Play a game of risk, please. But then they're like, okay, you're not going to die. You got this. And they have a little huddle, and they just chant in in, in unity their strength. As they bonk noggins? Yes. And so they surround Fangs, Mm -hmm. and they lead him out the front. And as they're coming out, more and more serpents surround him from the crowd. And they just, there's this mob of them trying to get him through as they're being pushed and shoved. And Archie's there trying to get through the crowd. And then he sees Reggie's there. He's, and Reggie's on a mission. He looks like fucking Terminator 2. And Reggie has a fucking gun. Yes. And Archie sees a glimpse of it. And he runs to tackle him. And then there's a gunshot. And it hits Fangs. Right in the stomach. Mm-hmm. 
Dead and he's center. just bleeding and gushing blood. With a, the look of disbelief. He doesn't understand what happened. And all everyone, all the serpents are just like, you know, like trying to like apply pressure and calling for help. And the crowd parts around Archie and Reggie uh, entwined and both of their hands are on the gun. Yep. Yep. Fangs can't die. I don't want him to die. <laughs> Well, Fangs didn't get a, a season three regular contract. But I don't want him to go. So so Betty is is waiting or sitting. Sitting, waiting. Sitting, waiting. And then Cheryl gets a knock on the door and she opens it and it's the Black Hood and she screams bloody murder. Credits. The end. The end. The end. It's bad to be Cheryl. What did you think? I liked it. I feel the same way with the, the last few episodes of every show. It's a lot of stuff. With, of every show that has like a, a running plot, at least. That it's a lot of setting things up, moving people into place, advancing tension. And it does all that really well. But my favorite Riverdale episodes are the ones that can stand on their own a bit more. Have a thing that's really theirs. And the debate wasn't that. The five suitors weren't really that. The Fangs plot was. The Fangs yeah. plot was great. Fang's plot was very good, and I feel like it developed a lot of um, kind of relationships and stuff with some of the mm-hmm. other characters, and just like advancing that a bit. And I feel like if we didn't have so many irons in the fire, so many things to be advanced, those other things could have been up to that level. Mm-hmm. But I, I enjoyed it. But it's like, man, yep, we're counting down the weeks, and I get that that's a whole thing, and it's very good at being that thing, but it's not necessarily my favorite thing. Yeah, it's it's that mad rush to the end. Yeah. That sometimes is almost a little too rushed. Like, where's the really what the fuck moment, right? Where's the, the twist that's just bizarre and could really only be on Riverdale? There's there's a heck of a cliffhanger, all right. Joaquin. There is that. There is, there is a surprise reappearance of a beloved character. Fang's actually getting shot? Fang's actually getting shot was, I don't want to say it's great, but it's it's something. It's, it's I- impactful. I was shocked. Yes, yes. He better not freaking die. I will not be okay with that. I mean, really, the the signature Riverdale moment was uh, laying pipe for a future small fry subplot. That's what I'm looking for. Small fry. So what did you think, Derek? Yeah, I I agree with much of that, that Mm -hmm. there was definitely a speeding through and a rushing and like it would have been, like it would have been fun to see Betty and Cheryl teaming up longer. Mm-hmm. More of like that happening, even though there's only like two scenes where it happened, but like just like another like 30 seconds of each of those scenes where there's a little bit more interaction. Yeah. Or like seeing them on their way to one of these places and what that interaction is like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to take as much time with things. You know, I enjoyed Veronica stepping more into her own even more like yes. kind of said that's where it was heading and i'm glad to see that we, i'm glad to we see, see this very officially declared break yes i'm glad to see archie taking steps back yeah from this lodge mobness not not even the mobness he took his foot off the gas in his black hood hunt yeah it's been motivating him for 20 episodes now yes well, we already talked about how we both like serpent stuff but like seeing the Serpents like come together and yeah, rally, yeah. And like their their community and how I, I love they're the, there for each other. I love that there is a segment of characters on the show that do have each other's backs no matter what. Yes, that they look out for each other. Yeah, 
the the whole Hal Black Hood thing. This episode was just weird with some of it. There was like like there was some parts where it wasn't quite as weird, but like that last phone conversation was just strange. <laughs> this episode convinced me that I want Hal to be the Black Hood. I want him to be the Black Hood because. They are investing time. They are investing relationships into it this week. So it'll be the complete opposite of Spenson, where it's somebody we never really met and kind of came out of nowhere. Now it's somebody who's been here from the beginning. If it turns out to be another red herring, that is on the face, unfulfilling. Mm -hmm. But but that we have this much time to think of him as the Black Hood, to figure out how do what do we do then? How do we catch him? How do we get him to admit it? Does Betty have to kill her dad? (laughs) Yeah. Working with that status quo and then having to deliver on it is more interesting than working under it as a delusion and then, oh, it's actually the sheriff. I mean, I can can see that. Mm -hmm. I just, I was not satisfied with any of the basically conversations Mm -hmm. Betty had. Or interactions Betty had with Hal. The only one I liked was with the book, where he's like, that's your birthday present. <laughs> and I hope, like, legit it wasn't just her birthday present. He's like, oh, yeah, I have another copy I use. That one really is your birthday present. It's, like, in great condition. <laughs> um, but the other the other conversations with it were just, like, there was a weird tone to them. I think it's because Betty came off as so, like, suspicious. Mm-hmm. Cheryl's whole advice was act normal, but, like, say things. And, like, instead Betty's like, I'm being mysterious and saying very weird things with a very weird tone to my voice. And... All right. You know, like, it just... Betty, let me give you a script. You start by saying, you've done a bad thing, Daddy. (laughs) And then just go where your heart takes you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's why I'm having a hard time with... Like, I'm not as excited about it because I just didn't get satisfaction from a lot of it today. Would you get satisfaction if she does literally quote Cheryl and say, you've done a bad thing, Daddy? Yes, I would. (laughs) I would. Well, darling, with all that, let's have a segment. Darling, what segment do you want to do? Do you want an Instagram? Tell me some Instagrams. Okay, so hear me out. I think that Betty's real brother, Charles, is the Black Hood. He could have faked his own death, and he has a reason to want to kill Chick. No one will agree with me on this, but I really do believe it. I think that there's a chance of that. I th- and Hal acting as his spotter. His spotter and supporter. Uh-huh. That's I, th- I think there's a thing there. I don't, I don't know why this, this poster thinks they're so lonely in the world. That's a good theory. Yeah. Betty is as uptight as her ponytail. That's it. <laughs> That's more That's of a- an accusation, accusation than a confession. Yeah, yeah. Here's someone's theory. What if Penny is Sweet Pea's mom? Penny's last name is Peabody, and compared to here, Sweet Pea is a sweet person. That's how he got the name. Aww. Like, he wasn't is he sweet involved? Compared to her. Wasn't he involved, though, in carving skin off her arm? Just because she's his mom doesn't mean he knows she's his mom. Yeah. Yeah. Just because she's his mom and he's a very sweet boy doesn't mean he wouldn't carve his mom up. Yeah, yeah. These are all possibilities. It's a possibility, yeah. Theory. I think that Tallboy might be Chick's real father, uh-huh. and he is the Black Hood. Uh-huh. Tallboy is a serpent, so if it's true what Alice said, that the FP is not the father, he might be. Since when is it the FP? Well, he's the notorious FIP, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's another Black Hood theory. 
I think that the Black Hood could be Ethel's dad because he's been screwed over by Hiram and would hold a grudge over the people who have made Riverdale the way it is. The only person less satisfying <laughs> than Svensson would be the heretofore unseen <laughs> father of Ethel Muggs. We saw him once. Did we? Yeah. Okay. This this is someone's casting opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We haven't seen Jughead's mom, so it would... It would be amazing if Jennifer Aniston makes an appearance as his mom. I mean, I love Phallus, but it would be amazing to see Jennifer and Cole reunite. Because Re- Friends. Reunite? He was oh, on Friends. Oh, that's right. He was, <laughs> he was Ross's kid uh-huh. from his pre-Friends marriage. Uh-huh. How about that? And we're going to end with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they can afford Jennifer Aniston? <laughs> about that i mean what else is she doing in her life being a big movie star is she in movies she's a really big movie star that's not in movies (laughs) and that takes a lot of talent i'm not sure how it happens yeah but anyhow with all of this murder and mayhem Mm -hmm. we need to to sit back and recognize what a good guide this show is for the future generation so we must ask riverdale what is your wisdom what do you think the wisdom of this episode is I think the moral of uh, this chapter in the saga of Riverdale is to always negotiate up front. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody who uh, succeeds does so because they they had their terms laid out. Everyone who has a setback, it's because they, they weren't clear. Yeah. Yeah. Look at all of the success that uh, Veronica could have had if only she and her dad had squared up exactly what the, the, these meetings were intended to do. Yeah. Now she has no money. She has a plan with no one to back it. It's it's a shame yeah. because she did not learn this lesson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it is surround yourself with people who will protect you from people who want to kill you. The, okay. Which is what they literally do. Yeah. Do you think the moral is is uh, wounded by the fact that it does not work? No, because it's a thought that counts. Okay, okay, good. It's the, a it's a dual moral. Yeah, yeah. They work in conjunction. It's a thought that counts. Yeah, that's that's what this moral is. And if you want to go deeper, you can. Not too deep. No. Actually, you want to go very very deep, so there's an exit wound. You have better chance of surviving that way. Yes. So, Donna, let's talk about predictions. Okay, okay, what's your prediction? Small fry's coming next week. <laughs> Definitely. Archie's go- so fucked. We're going to see small fry. Small fry is going to put Archie through a potato cutter. Small fry is <gasps> going to be 5'4", and he's going to have a thousand knives. Small fry is going to kidnap Archie. Just like... Everybody else is these yes. days. Get in line. But what he's going to do is he's going to have, like, one of those, like, little potato peelers... And he's gonna like, like put his foot in it. Yeah, and he's gonna peel the skin off of Archie. <laughs> and then he's gonna like fry the skin up and like feed it to him. Okay. Make him eat his own fried skin. Oh well that, that would be chicharrones. <laughs> That's different. That's different. This is from my grandfather. <laughs> Boy, you oh. insult one of us, you insult us all. <laughs> Grandpappy mashed potatoes is very broken up about Papa Poutine. Well, no, he's broken up because he got mashed. <laughs> okay, so so word on the street is that Archie killed Papa Poutine. Uh-huh. In part because Archie announced so when he made that car yeah. blow up. Like, yeah, yeah, he did. 
Tater Tot comes to town, finds out the truth, and this is all part- Tater Tot? Yeah, the baby that I mentioned okay. earlier. Okay, the baby comes just crawling around going, Tater Tot, where's Tater Tot? Comes to town, finds out the truth, and this is all part of a multi-pronged attack that sinks the lodges. Oh, oh, so oh. So it, it was just Hiram that whacked him, and it comes hand in hand with somebody from the Black Circle flipping uh, and, and sh- saying that who was providing financial backing for these acts. What if Elliot, the casino boy, uh-huh. is really small fry? <laughs> he would be one of the five scoping families. Scoping out, he? scoping out Archie, so he can make a hit later. Yes, yes. And like Veronica doesn't know what he looks like. She has, she doesn't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But and you know why he's there is because he killed Elliot on the way, <laughs> so he could pose as him. So there is an Elliot, or rather, was yeah, and he okay. killed him so he could be there. And I do think that the the financial backing of the Black Circle will come out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, where's these mysterious payments going to? Black Sphere? <laughs> what What if all the money is... Sphere of Darkness? That That's for when they make the video game. That's the oh, bad guy. Okay. Uh, what if the money is coming from this, this supposed uh, <gasps> trust fund? He's using Veronica's money. He's using Veronica's trust fund. <gasps> Fuck. That's good. <laughs> I like that. Kevin will see Joaquin. Yes. It has to happen. Kevin is, or Joaquin is in town. He'll just fall on his knees and weep. What? Okay, what happens when Kevin sees Joaquin? Make out. Hot, heavy make out sesh that I've wanted all along. Unchained melody starts playing in the background. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Cool. Got it. Love it. Yeah. It's gonna just put all other steamy sex scenes to shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Joaquin's wearing that, that negligee yeah. that uh, Veronica had on. No, they're not wearing anything. Okay. <laughs> oh, so they can be, if that's what they want yeah! to do. Yeah, yeah, they know how to make it work. Uh, no, but I, I think... I think Riverdale, what is your wisdom? <laughs> Always pee after sex. I think they they will will have a moment where maybe Kevin is still, like, conflicted, but they come back together... But then they can't be together. <laughs> of course, of course. Things can't end happily. There's a season three. And Joaquin <laughs> has to, you know, go back into hiding. <laughs> that That's some strong prediction rating. Let's talk about some things we know is going to happen. Chapter 34 is called The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Okay, my prediction? Uh-huh. That ghost gear? Ghost gear? That ghost deer? From, uh... Greendale? Yeah, for, from the compilation episode. Uh-huh. It's going to come around. Okay. It's going to cross paths with Archie and such. Killing of a Sacred Deer was a 2017 psychological horror film starring uh, Colin Farrell. Uh, I, f- I forgot about this movie. I, like, read about it a while ago, like, oh, I'd like to see that. And then I forgot until, like, this episode was announced. Like, oh, yeah, I wanted to see that. It's it's a Colin Farrell thriller from A24. I'm probably really going to like it. Yeah. Uh, You've told me that it does not involve actually killing a deer. No. Uh, it involves dead people. That's fine. It involves a mystic curse. That's okay. Uh, it, it involves teens extorting uh, adults and driving them to murder. Yeah, that's fine. But, yeah. Deer's, de- the deer makes it. Cool. <laughs> that's all I need. 
Uh, uh, so what we know. We know in that trailer. Uh, the ghoulies come. They're running wild. Apparently they outnumber serpents 100 to 1. So they're fucked. What? Why did this not come up before? Did- I did not know the ghoulies were so well organized or that their uh, adjacent town was so large. They did a lot of recruiting in prison. Yeah. They were really uh, uh, spreading the good word of ghoulydom. I think Fred has a gun pointed at him. Uh, Archie's holding a Molotov. That's about all I got. I think uh, Penny's back. <gasps> I think I saw the snake charmer returning in uh- ghoulie gear. <gasps> Well, that makes sense. That makes That's sense. That makes sense why it's 100 to 1. She recruited everyone. She, she counts as 500 herself. Yeah. You know what they're doing now is, like, the extended trailer is now coming out, like, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They're not, like, waiting four days. It's not, like, the next day. Well, they can't cut into the commercial break before the originals. Where you don't know what a vampire is? Vampire Man? I, th- I think it's an episode about amnesia. I think That's, it's a... But... It's very silly. Even people with amnesia know about vampires. At least, like, some type of them. Maybe it's just the sparkly kind. I know about the chon-chon hopping (laughs) vampires from Vietnam. I know about the headless vampire of China. Yeah. You gotta kill the head and the body separately or else it will eat its own entrails and resurrect. I just know about Buffy. Buffy? I know Buffy. (laughs) Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Buffy is uh, Buffy's fursona. Uh, It's uh, very fluffy. It stands for Fluffy Buffy. I just know about Spike. (laughs) I know about Spike. All of them have bleached hair, kind of pointy, Mm -hmm. leather jacket, right? Yeah. So anyway, that's another episode of Sex, Archie. Thanks for joining us. Mm -hmm. Uh, It would be great if you did us a solid and left us a rating and review on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, wherever else you found us. It does a great deal to to help us grow. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can also tell a friend. Pat, word of mouth really helps people find us. You can can tell people about how they listen to our podcast. Maybe you're a little worried to tell them about how you listen to Riverdale. Why? I don't know. It's a great show. But it's got podca- some baggage. It's got preconceived notions. Yeah. Our podcast can be an icebreaker, and then you can find out that they have a love of Riverdale, and then you can geek out together. No, Nobody has any preconceived notions about us. No. So there you go. You navigated that minefield. Yeah. Thanks for listening to our uh, last episode that went up in the feed, the, the C2E2 bonus. Yeah. Uh, we had a great time uh, at the show, and of course, you heard all about it if you listened. Yeah. Uh, and if not, go back, give it a listen. We, we told some fun stories, and I think that brought out some interesting perspectives on stuff. Yeah. We, we got real serious in our sidebars about the, the nature of, of fandom and celebrity. Did we? I don't know. It was a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but uh, something I would like to encourage everyone, this coming Saturday is May 5th, the first Saturday in May. That mm-hmm. means Free Comic Book Day. Yeah. Uh, you can go to freecomicbookday.com to find uh, participating stores in your area. Yep. Basically, how this works is stores will buy big racks of specially made for this uh, uh, event comic books from, yeah. from various publishers and give them away for free. Yeah. Uh, there is a Riverdale comic in this year's offerings. Looking at the preview, it is uh, just a, a previously for sale issue of the Riverdale ongoing series. But my absolute favorite book, the one that I've always talked about as being brilliant, 
the one that's just a, a series of short stories set in and around pops. Mm-hmm. So I, I've gone blue in the face recommending this one single issue and now you can get it for free yeah one thing i always we always try to do yeah for free comic book day is in addition to getting free comic books is to find something new to try yes um you know as you said like the the comic book stores are the ones buying this stuff to give away for free it is not sent to them mm-hmm. they have to actually buy it so uh one thing we always like to do is like just browse the shelves, find mm-hmm. something that picks out and be like, well, I'm going to support them and I'm going to try this thing I've never heard of before <laughs> that just looks cool. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's how we found a lot of actually very cool uh, graphic novels that we hadn't tried before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's a good way to s- support your local comic book store as well. Absolutely. While you're at freecomicbookday.com checking out you know, their store locator to see where you can go, mm-hmm. uh they also have, naturally, a list of the titles uh, yeah. of this year's offerings. And with uh, PDF previews of the first handful of pages of nearly all of them. Yeah. So you can see, oh, look at this uh, Fanographics collection of, like, zinesters and, and European cartoonists and, and other, like, really underground stuff. I want to get that. Oh, 2000 AD is more than just Judge Dredd. I like Judge Dredd. I probably like this other stuff. Yeah, a huge variety of all ages, all genres. Uh, people think of comics as a genre when it is a medium. Yes, something that uh, an artist and writer we enjoy says a lot, David Peterson. Mm-hmm. It would be weird if you met someone who said they'd never seen a movie. Yeah, it would be weird if you met someone who said they'd never read a book, because we all know that these are mediums that contain multitudes. Yeah, but. We don't have that instinctual gut uh, knowledge that comics are the exact same way, when in fact, comics are the exact same they way. They are. <laughs> yep. There, there's nonfiction in there. There's classic literature uh, uh, illustrated. It's, it's amazing. Well, I feel like a good comic book store will also um, have that type of variety mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. things that really showcase that. Yeah. Um, I feel like our local one is pretty good at that, where they have... Big cases of Euro stuff, big wide shelves of Japanese stuff, naturally, that pays the bills if you're a comic book store. <laughs> you know, no the, joke. The superhero stuff, the uh, more kid-friendly things, the spin-offs of stuff. Um, I love that they have a great collection of things that were comic strips and newspapers. Yeah. All different types of comics there. What? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> So that that's our annual plug for this event, just because I like I like the art form. Mm-hmm. Every comic book store is a locally owned business. Th- these there's no such thing as a comics chain that's bigger than like half a dozen. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> so you're 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 supporting your your local uh, small businesses as well. Mm-hmm. We so, get to go do that after we get our eyes dilated. Yeah, oh gosh. So yeah, Saturday we're going to be doing that ourselves between optometrists. <laughs> And uh, theater tickets in the evening. It's going to be a fun day. Full day, folks. Full day for us on the 5th. Uh, so with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie. Small fries looking for payback. Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down. Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. Break it down, come on! And you got me, and you got me, and you got me! Break it down, would you please?